What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. This is Jay Vicious along with Justice on the Package. He did it. <laughs> this is Dave Vicious along with Justice Total Package and Craig the British Bulldog bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Today's topic, missed opportunities, sting in WWE. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you be a doll on social media and give us a follow on Instagram at OWB 2019 or on Facebook and X at Our Wrestling Podcast? Um, Craig, huh? this is one of the biggest missed opportunities I think I've ever seen uh, with any wrestler finally making it to, I, I don't know what you're going to call it the big time, but it's the big time to most people. I think Sting would be the one person to disagree. This is not the big time, but talk about missed opportunities having the the face of WCW really the one that never left finally make it into WWE and see what we see what do you think a series of unfortunate incidences a series of uh, of injuries that would happen and a series of just the man in charge just never ever wanting to have the icon of the other company get over at any point I don't know what you're talking about, Jess. Do you know what he's talking about? I don't know what he's talking about. What is it? No, everything's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And that's our show, everyone. Uh, It's a great time. I mean, he's he's still there now, finishing his career up with the the (laughs) WWE. Yeah, he's going to have his last match. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, That's a Mania 40. uh, (laughs) All right. Let's get into it. Missed opportunities. (laughs) Uh, This is obviously, we're we're getting way past the... um, the early WCW days where Sting spent, gosh, more than half his life at that time. Um, after the sale of WCW, Sting wrote out the rest of his Time Warner contract. For those of you that don't know, um, many wrestlers were under a contract with AOL Time Warner where if they sat out and didn't go to other venues, they could sit and get paid as the company closed. They could finish their contracts. Um, and I, I, I'll just say right now, if I was Sting, I would have done the same. I don't blame him at all. I don't blame any of the guys that really did that. Um, you know, I know a lot of people like, oh, how dare you? But some of those guys are making really good money. And if you could stay home and, and be with your family and get healed up, and I, I don't really have an issue with it. Um, so he would I join. Just, yeah, I had no idea he was at, with TNA for 11 years. Right. That is insane. Yeah. He was just shy. He was with WCW for almost 14, I think, and TNA was close. I was never a TNA fan. I didn't see a lot of TNA. I missed that entire run, and I feel oh, awful. I loved, for I it. loved watching TNA. It was there was a lot of shit, but I mean, like it. I just I like alternatives. I've always liked alternative brands. Why I fight just, with Cuz all the time. Yeah, he, nah, he, he well, could settle down. NXT. He's a, WWE, he's a WWE homer, and I like I love WWE. It got me into wrestling, period. But I mean, like it's like I love. Fucking alternative brand. It's great I loved having WCW. Alternative I loved. I like. I like AEW. I, you know, NWA. Like love TNA. Well, we were just like we NWA. Were just talking, like we were talking yeah. earlier about the NXT brand and being able to shed off into those alternate brands where they can go somewhere and grow and be different. I mean, don't get too crazy on other stuff, but look at Swerve now. Swerve had the AEW option to go, and now he's amazing. Um, WWE let that guy go. So. You know, having those alternative brands, if they don't have that, where are they going to go? And even Sting, at least in this case, he had a he had a choice, right? So he decided to go to TNA. He, as Craig said, he was there for eleven years. He left in twenty fourteen. 
And then he actually appeared on a WWE Network production in April 15th of same year, sharing his story of a former tag team partner, the Ultimate Warrior, part of the Blade Runners, which is super cool, uh, who had unfortunately he recently passed away. The Warrior did. Yeah. Um, and this sparked Sting's first non-archive appearance on a WWE-branded show. Sting was a prominent contributor to the documentary film Warrior, The Ultimate Legend, which premiered on April 17th on the WWE Network, which is a far cry from the Warrior film that buried the Warrior. It was, it was a sequel to Self-Destruction the Ultimate yes. Warrior. Yes, the Warrior legend. Okay. His shoulders were like this, you know. He was just gigantic. I was 262 or 3 pounds. He was 285 pounds. And he made me look like just a regular guy. We sent out press kits. Uh, we sent out press kits all over the world, actually, even in, uh, to uh, Japan and into England. And we got one phone call back. It was about three days later, but we got a phone call back from Jerry Jarrett. And uh, he said, yeah, I'm looking at a picture, and I got four guys in this picture. But he says, I can only use two of you. And so Jim was at my house in, in California, Southern California. I was on one line. He was on another line. His, well, which two do you want? He goes, I want the two guys to the far left in this picture I'm looking at. There was only one picture we had of all four of us like that. That was Jim Helwig and me. So we said, perfect. So we got in the car, my 83 T-Bird, and we left California, and we drove uh, about three days before uh, Thanksgiving 1985. We drove out to Nashville, Tennessee. I, w- I want to say, like, oh, the, how the tables have turned. What? These next few points you're talking about, all these different things that Sting did on, on the run-up, and I want to say, and I do not particularly remember this, but Jess, I'm sure you'll have insight. I think we all knew this was coming because of these small moments and the dirt sheets and the internet at this time. Um, we're very like, it's happening, it's happening, it's happening. He would do vignette, commercial, vignette, promo, license, blah, blah, blah. It was like, it was inevitable. And it was kind of like... I don't remember. Like, was it spoiled before his actual appearance? I think it was. Like, we knew it yeah, was coming. Yeah, we all we all knew it was going to happen. I think it was just it was always leaked. I don't think anything was ever a secret. Yeah. Mm. Um. Yeah. We kind of you kind of see the right on the wall. So the following day, online retailer Zavi announced the upcoming WWE home video DVD and Blu-ray release of the Best of Sting. The three-disc set released on September 23rd, 2014. This is where Vince instantly makes all of his money back on the purchase of WWE. <laughs> I'm, I don't know, Jess, did you buy that? Did you buy that uh, DVD? Do you have it? I'm sure I did. It's in the garage somewhere. Do you now, have I mean, all your DVDs, Jess? Hmm? Do you have all your uh, DVDs somewhere? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I still have all of them. Yeah, in my garage. Yeah, I, I, said, I said the garage. I was right. See? Yeah, in the garage somewhere. Um, next to the workout equipment. You know. I still have my VHS tapes. On July 14th, Sting appeared in a vignette on Raw to promote the video game WWE 2K15, which he was featured as a pre-order bonus character in both his Crow and, quote, Surfer pre-1996 incarnations. That same day, WWE began to sell Sting merchandise. Like Craig said, you can see where this is going. Yeah, so I just, I now I sound ridiculous and and, and No, you don't. You sound like you know what you're talking about. No, I did. Like, once you actually see the obviousness of this is all coming, like, I I tried to say, like, did we know? And then, of course, like, I didn't realize reading ahead. On November 23rd, during the main event of Survivor Series, Sting made his first ever appearance in a WWE ring by attacking Triple H with a scorpion death drop also costing Team Authority the match. Jess, who was Team Authority? Oh, God. Um, I think the big show. Well, I mean, Triple H and Stephanie managed it. 
it was, yeah, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was like was Seth, Big one. Show, and a few other people. Like in it there. was because yeah, it was Dolph Ziggler yeah. pinning Seth. It was, yeah, Dolph ended up winning because of Sting. And they he dragged him over Seth. Um, Good stuff. Good it was for, cool. It was I bet. Cool. I bet. I bet that just blew the house down. Sting came out, delivered that. Um, on January nineteenth of twenty fifteen, Sting made his live Raw debut by appearing backstage during the main event before and, walking to the and stage. Why, sorry, Dave. Right, why two months? That's so. Why two months later? Very strange. Why wouldn't you do the Raw after? Because uh, he had to spend Christmas with his kids, and it was a requirement. <laughs> I'm just guessing, I, I, but I can see Sting going like, "Why? Let's let's just keep." Except I'm not gonna be there. And, and by it the doesn't way, work for there, me, really. There's, I mean, last I checked, there's not really a pay per view in December. Maybe there was then. There's not one now. So if it wasn't a pay per view, or it wasn't a distinguished pay per view, maybe it's like, well, why waste it? I, and I'm totally guessing, Craig. I'm just trying to answer your question in the best way possible. But I don't. Yeah, I don't remember the angle of the story. Uh, I don't know if you do, Jess. And, and by the no, way, I don't. I think they just held him off because they knew it was going to be Triple H and Sting at Mania. Uh, okay, so you got so November all the way to fucking and, March, and maybe and there's gonna, and, yeah. and maybe there's limited dates for Sting. Brilliant. Yep. In the contract, so yes. yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, he walked on the stage, causing the distraction to cost authority members Big Show, Kane, and Seth Rollins their handicap match. Uh, Sting and Triple H had a confrontation at Fastlane on February twenty second. So if I'm if I'm mistaken, Jess, we we fast forward from January 8th to February 22nd. So there's no no rumble for Sting. Right? No. Wow. No. Was he hurt? No. I would argue. God Sting damn it! Missed. Like what well, fucking? Well, can we just like well, missed here, missed no, opportunity? Missed opportunity? Well, it Why could be, not? It, it could it could be a missed opportunity because, but but I but the argument on the other side of it, like, well, if he's not going to win the Royal Rumble, we're not going to put him in the Royal Rumble. I think at this point, the Rumble in 2014, 2015 is that planned out Rumble with different segments where it introduces people. It lets like new, it's, it's a, it, the ability to tell a bunch of different well, stories. I, I don't remember back here, but I don't see any reason why you wouldn't. I, well, here's maybe it's, maybe I mean, it's I'm, simply I'm, dates. I think I'm throwing I, it, I'm throwing it up, Craig. The authority could have interfered and pulled him out of the Rumble and caused him to be, to be pulled out and thrown over. Without with them not even being in the rumble, and that would be a big schmoz to to, to Mania, where he's gonna yeah. face Triple H. Could have been just that he he enters. Oh my god, he could he could he could wrestle the title holder at WrestleMania, and the authority fucks it up. Yeah, that would have been easy. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe Lim- it's just limited like Sting will give you dates. six dates. You got six dates between November and April. I and don't you, know. And you waste one on Raw. I'm just. Kidding. I don't know. But I love you, Sting. And by the way, I th- this is all cool. Yeah, like, it's, it's it's interesting. Stings, he just stings not hitting the road. He doesn't give a so shit. He's just that, like, oh, that okay. Fastlane confrontation on February 22nd, um, there was some slight physicality between the two. Sting pointed to the slight WrestleMania 31. Like slight. With Fucker. his baseball bat issuing a challenge for the event that was ultimately accepted by Trips, the Trippy H's, the Hunter Hearst Hemleys, the Levex, you know. Uh, 
Let's just jump right into it. Sting lost at WrestleMania 31 in a match involving interference from members of both D-Generation X and the New World Order, but shook hands with Triple H afterwards, which I'm still mad about. What are you um, talking about? Nothing. Sting returned on the August 24th episode mm-hmm. of Raw, challenging Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions. Um, okay. Nope. Jess, talk about the we, entrances of Sting and Triple yes, H in that match. I I, why I you love it. I was just proud of Sting to be here. Um... The match was was really good, actually. But the it problem was. is, is like you're you're in WWE, and like they were never going to put him over. And my big missed opportunity was like Sting should have been brought in to face the Undertaker. Period. End of story. Yeah, that's... and that's what it was all for. And the Undertaker had already lost the streak here. This is the first WrestleMania that Taker wrestled after the streak was gone. So why not put him in there with Sting? And I would be fine if Taker beat Sting. I wouldn't care. Like, but um. Maybe they couldn't do it, but I I don't understand. Like Triple H and Sting did fine. Like everything was fine. Like it they was. did a great match. Like it was fun. They had people in and out. I didn't like the ending at all. Uh, I just don't know why Sting's only interaction in the company was with Triple H. I mean, I know why, but I mean, like, why wouldn't the Undertaker and Sting have been put on a collision course? Like it makes no sense. Like it really doesn't at all. If you're gonna make Sting lose at WrestleMania, his only WrestleMania. Like, let him lose to the Undertaker. It's fine. Sting would be like, that's fine. Like, that's totally. Well, and, 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 and the other, the other side of that too, Jess, is that the Triple H never needed that win. Let, let's just talk. Let's just be real about it. He never. No, it didn't. It wouldn't. They didn't need to do him. anything. They did. Like, and the NWO came out and helped Sting, which made no sense because the whole yeah. Sting character of the Crow was anti NWO. Like, right. it wasn't. It was never. <laughs> NWO yeah, versus never, DX during that match was they, they turned it yeah they turned it into WCW versus WWE and I'm like it was never about that with Sting he was actually not anti WCW but he was against he was, WCW he was, because he was anti all of it they didn't really? believe in him so Sting's like well fuck you guys and fuck the other guys because I don't I'm not with them either it was it was so Sting like, versus the world for Hogan Hall and Nash to come out uh you know and defend Sting I'm like why it's not a WCW versus DX thing it's a fucking like it's, Scott, it's a Scott sting Hall versus said, the world. Said, Look, two things. One, I respect you now. Two, it's my idea for the crow. We're going in. Ladies and gentlemen, he is here. Sting in a WWE ring at WrestleMania. That's right. This is what it's like, Sting. Over 70,000 strong. For Sting's first ever appearance on the grandest stage of all, WrestleMania. That's why. That's what it was. The three backdropped me at WrestleMania, which he did. <laughs> Scott all took a fucking backdrop on the fucking floor. Because why not? Because why not? Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I gotta keep going. Um, Sting defeated Big Show. Oh, by but Disco- I was proud of him. I, I, I. I one of the moments that we named, it'll come out on our uh, right. best of Sting oh, um, yeah. episode or favorite Sting moments episode. One of my favorite moments of his was come, him coming down at WrestleMania 31 and just looking around. And it's just kind of like, you it's know, like, like that. They, wow. Wow. They, 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 had some, they had some big crowds in WCW, you know, like, and I'm not saying he hasn't seen big crowds before, but it's WrestleMania. And yeah. so like Sting just kind of, I kind of looked at him and he was he just sort of in. like, okay. 
Like, yeah. you know, I, but he didn't care in, in the good way. They didn't like, he know who like, he was either. It was like those Asian drums and those Asian themes. And it really I, was yeah. just a backdrop. I, he I, came I'm out such first. A, I'm such a to, weirdo. I liked it, Greg. I know, like, nobody thought it, it was a good no, production. Okay. I'm, I'm not, yeah, it was a good production. It was just, like, not him. It was like, still could daylight, like, a dark, too. like... And then it, it was, was overshadowed the, by Triple H's Terminator thing, wasn't of it? Course. Like, of course. It was course. really cool. Triple H's yeah. Terminator stuff was really cool. Of and course. It, it, he doesn't, he's not allowed to... He's a heel. Really all, and Arnold Schwarzenegger that. announced him to the ring in a video vignette. So, I mean, it's like, he's a heel. Why not? And of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. And to go like, at last. Yeah. Because the battle was on the line. the game. Like, oh, he did the whole thing. And I was like, of course. Like, this, this makes all sense. Well, we, I think I, I have no problem like talking about this missed opportunity forever because I think we all agree that it was that he, he should have won. Um, and it would have gone down forever as just a, a memorous occasion. And now I think it's kind of forgotten. Just nobody talks about it. So it didn't, it didn't last. Like it's not a lasting memory of WrestleMania. So, um, I really believe, and I think the two of you have kind of come across this plane where Sting felt. Like he probably pushed the idea where even Triple H was like, no, you should go over. Sting's like, no, man, you're the young guy. You're going to go over. I think Sting might have pushed it that way and he might have created his own missed opportunity. I'm not saying I don't have any proof of that, but I could see Triple H going, well, why don't I go over? And Sting's like, that's fine. Because Sting was always like, that's fine. Mick Foley's like, you know, go back, say, let's do this. I I almost didn't even suggest it to Sting, but he's like, yeah, let's do it. He's like, and Mick Foley's like, you're going to do my move? He's like, yeah, why wouldn't I? It's your move. It's going to be a great match. Let's do it. Like Sting never almost never said no. Like he's working with Darby now. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but he's helping Darby. I don't know where Darby would have accelerated to without Sting. Yeah. So um trying to trying to push forward on this so you guys can have we can have way more um uh on unscripted moments on this one. But Sting defeated Big Show by disqualification as first. Actually, you missed on one. Raw. You missed one. Go I? back go back up one. Um oh I did Seth I Rollins. Yeah, no, I talked about well, I, 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 I can I can repeat. Oh, we did? Sting. oh I'm sorry. It's okay. Sting returned on August 24th episode of Raw, challenging Seth Rollins for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship on Night of Champions. Then Sting defeated Big Show by disqualification on his first match on Raw as a consequence of Rollins attacking Sting. That same night, second match was booked with John Cena and Sting defeating Show and Rollins. That's fun. champions uh sting was defeated by rollins and experienced a legit neck injury after a turnbuckle powerbomb sting later told bill Apner that he does not blame rollins for this injury describing the incident as a freak accident um i call some bullshit because it's not the first person well it's not the last person i say that said it was it was during that period when seth was known for hurting people like or like it was was after that stupid it was that stupid move yeah you he know, had the buckle buckle bomb he, was rough. He, like, he'd he'd had kneed John Cena in the face and dislodged his nose. Remember that? He that hurt Finn Balor. Yeah, with a buckle bomb. He, but he buckle bombed him buckle into bomb. the turnbuckle. Into I'm sorry, into the into the rails. To the rail on the outside, the little yeah. barricade or whatever. That dislocated uh, Finn's entire shoulder and wrecked. So, his, and by the way, um, raw, um, when he tore his first ACL, Seth 
uh, it was because he was trying to do the buckle bomb to Kane. Kane mounted him in the corner and started punching down on him. And Seth was supposed to pick him up in the power bomb, turn around and buckle bomb him. But when he when he jumped down to grab Kane, he blew his ACL out. Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, uh, obviously that night I had some some problems. Mm-hmm. I mean, I uh, both both buckle bumps. I, it, not not Seth's fault. Completely mine. I, mm-hmm. I have no idea what I did. I have no idea. But I my my neck whiplashed on on both of them. Yeah. And on the, on the second one, you know, he picked me up, and I'm I'm having a casual conversation in, in my own mind as I'm as I'm hoisted up on his shoulders, thinking, okay, Steve, tuck your chin. I mean, you know, do what you know how to do. This is ridiculous. And and I wasn't worried at all, even though the first one I had, you know, I mean, a shock going down the left and right side, and both down to the fingertips. And I thought, oh man, you know, and I, you can see me in the ring. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, shake my hands out and try to get feeling back in my hands, you know. And then the second time, again, having the casual conversation, and for whatever reason, I clicked out, checked out. I don't know what happened, but I did the same thing. And this this time, it affected my leg. Yeah, your leg buckled. You know, I saw that. So it it got and Seth. So buckle bombs are just fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. And by the way, when Seth went in for his surgery and had to do some work, guess who he was next to getting when he was doing his rehab? His, P- his PT, Finn Balor, who he hurt just once before. Oh, because Finn's I think took a lot longer to come back from. By the way, damn, <clears throat> he was doing a ton of PT, and then all of a sudden Seth and Finn are in the same PT um, yeah. room doing work. It's all it's all it's all on the network, buddy. You can find it. Um. I just thought that was interesting. <laughs> they're, they're, they're why? Why did? Why was Sting not there from March of that year till August of that year? Did, so many, is, so he, many dates. is he just a dude? Again, I think it is right. I think we're we're saying that he was limited. It was just dates, like he just come back for yeah. Mania season, right? Mm-hmm. Like, right? Yeah. So, which is funny because he's he's every week in AEW for his last two years, he's been killing it. So. But and, he's, so and, and, he's, and he's doing way more dangerous stuff, which I and don't. And maybe that was his deal yeah. back then. He's like, we'll give you 125. Like, well, I'll give you fucking 10 dates a year, tops. So uh, it was announced on January 11th of 2016 on an episode of Raw that Sting will be the first member of the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2016. Uh, Sting ultimately reneged on having surgery on March 22nd of 2016. Explained he felt completely normal, had none of the side effects commonly associated with a cervical spinal stenosis. Thanks, Seth. Uh, yeah. On April 2nd, during his Hall of Fame induction speech, Sting announced his first retirement from professional wrestling. <clears throat> he appeared at WrestleMania 32 along his 2016 inductees that following night. And then on uh, in August of same year, Sting appeared on the WWE <laughs> Network show Legends And he of never wrestled again. <laughs> no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, and talked about his career. He also stated he had still not undergone surgery which would have ended his career if he had, and he still had hope for a match with The Undertaker, claiming his match is his unfinished business in wrestling. Um, unfortunately, that match would never happen, as Sting would pitch the idea for that match as a cinematic match with The Undertaker. It was never approved, and The Undertaker actually retired in 2020. But even at this moment, in 2024, Sting is still wrestling. So after 2016... Sting went on to AEW after a period of time and has been wrestling for several years there um, and doing some fantastic stuff with Darby Allen. Um, you know, 
I guess you could call it protected in tag matches. I haven't, I haven't heard he's done too many individual matches. Um, but like, but they're not just regular matches. They're insane. Like going through tables, jumping off, you know, spillways. Like it's, it's just, it's crazy. I think, like I said before, it's simple. He didn't want to be there. And right. I think he wanted to say that I tried WWE because everybody expected me to go there because I wanted the undertaker. And then when they didn't give it to him, he's like, and I'm out. Like, I think the missed opportunity to me is that it should have been the undertaker. And then he could have left like after that and everything would have been fine. He could have lost to the undertaker. Everything is fine with that because that makes sense. Everybody wanted the two dark ominous characters of each promotion to finally face each other. But instead they diluted it, put him in there with Triple H. He loses to Triple H. He gets in there with Seth. He's a step behind because he's old. He gets fucked up on the buckle bomb. Like, you know, and then after that, it was just like, well, what am I doing here? You know, it's like kind of just was sort of like, what are you going to do with me? Are you, You're not going to put me in there with Undertaker? Then I'm, I'm out of here. Like, I'm going to retire and I'm going to your Hall of Fame and then I'm just not going to, I'm going to unretire like a year later because I'm going to fucking go where another place wants me, like, you know, where they want to use me correctly, like TNA did. And, you know, like the missed opportunity to me was it should have been the Undertaker and then he's out. Like he's in the Hall of Fame and he's out. Sting might have actually stayed retired, I believe, if he fought the Undertaker, because that's it. He's done. Like he's just like, I'm done. I don't need to do this anymore. So we may not have seen Sting in AEW if he got his Undertaker match. I really feel that Sting was sort of like this is I, this could end it for me in a good way, and then when it didn't happen, he's like, "And this is why I didn't come here all these years." And fuck off, like, and I'm out. And I think that's what happened. Like, it just re all that whole WWE bullshit that Dave just read right now reaffirmed him to be like, "I'm the other promotion guy. I'm never a WWE guy. I've never been a WWE guy." And when I got there, they didn't treat me as a WWE guy, even though. They gave him the video games and the all that stuff and the DVDs, which is a great tribute. And Sting, I'm sure, made a little chunk of change off that shit. So as he deserved. But like to me, I'm like, he didn't use him right. Like the missed opportunity to me should have been Taker and I'm out. Like, and that's I think Sting might have retired like after that. Like to be like, and that's it, guys. Like I did all of my shit outside of WWF. And then when I finally got here, they gave me a WrestleMania match against The Undertaker. And I'm out. Like, I think Steve yeah. could have easily left right after that. But instead, or, he's like, nope. Like, Or the deal was so embarrassing. It was just like, we don't want to invest anything in you. So it is 10 dates in two years. And right. you get that, your 250000 or whatever. So there's no investment. He knows there's no right. investment in him. I, and he's right. unmotivated Craig, I think and doesn't give it. a fuck. I think like, you nailed it. I, I think it was presented to him as a legend's contract. And he's like, I'm not a legend yet. I'm not done. And he's like, sure, whatever. Like, what? So, so fucking lock me up, like, and then yeah, he, yeah. he's like, whatever. Like, I, I think they came and, and said the dates because they, they had the, it wasn't wasn't Brock Lesnar already on limited dates at this point too, like at this time, like the I'm Legends sure. contract. Yeah, he already beat Undertaker, so yeah, yeah. The Legends contracts were already kind of well in tow here, so Brock had his dates. So I think they assumed that Sting wanted the same thing. I mean, this is all speculation, but I'm just like, well, we know you're at this age, so we're going to give you limited dates and we're going to pay you really well. And he looked at him and go, sure, you're saying I'm old. Well, no. I will say we we watched the Seth Rollins match and the reaction to the Seth and, and the match when he hit that buckle bomb in the corner when he was kind of out of it and had to be carried to the end. We did not uh, we did not like it. And we were saying Sting is done. And we were like, he shouldn't be in there. We were ready to write Sting off. If I recall, like our yeah. kind of temperature correctly, he didn't like 
because it looked okay, but like we didn't really know. Okay, buckle bomb, buckle bomb, but it uh, it messed him up, and he was not okay the rest of the match. And I I remember us distinctly being like, he shouldn't be in there. So it was the ter- It was the worst thing for him actually. That Seth Rollins injury too. Like he really could have had something out of it. It just reaffirmed that like he didn't belong here, and he. It's weird. We saw Sting in WCW, whether it was Surfer or Crow, and we're like, dude, what Vince would do to this guy? You know, can you imagine if he went we there in did. 88? We had those like, conversations. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that wouldn't have worked in 88 or 90 or 91 or whatever, It, but it never happened. So when he finally came there, I was like, you don't belong here. It, I feel that Sting knew that. I don't belong here. Yeah. I need to. I need to make my stop here. I'll do my video games. I'll, you know, do the Hall of Fame, cash the submit checks. my legacy or whatever. But he's... Thing is not WWE. I've never viewed him as that, and I'm I would, so I would glad argue, that I would like, argue he's definitely defined by WWE for sure. Yeah, never has been. He's been defined. Yeah, by he just—he's always left. Like the fact that he stayed in TNA for eleven years and didn't go, like, showed a lot about him. Yeah. He was like, I don't trust him. And then when he yeah. got there, he's like, this bullshit. And then like, you know, he just yeah. then he leaves. He's like, I'm out. And then he's been with AEW for Again, I mean, you know, four years or whatever it was. Well, call the hypotheticals, right? He was in TNA for eleven after WC for fourteen, because to your point, Jesse didn't trust. He finally says, Okay, I'll go take a look. And they mm-hmm. offer him this bullshit legends contract, which he's not ready for. I see it. I get it. He's like, I see? He's like, This is what I was talking about. Like, I can I can see him going but he would still go, Okay, we'll do it. What else am I going to do? I've already left TNA. I kind of burned my bridge there. Um, and we'll see what happens. But I think, unfortunately, Sting was proven right in everything that I think we think he believed that this was not the place for him. It was not what he it was not what he intended or hoped for for his career. And the Seth does Seth things aside. I think that's that's just tough in itself. It's a freak accident, whatever. Um, now that we look at it almost. 10 years later, but the, the triple H thing just blows me away. I, I, I still, I still get mad when I think about it and it could have been such a memorable moment. It could have been a moment that falls on top 10 WWE WrestleMania moments and it doesn't. And like I said before, it's a forgotten moment because triple H never needed the win, but he got it anyway. Any last words, Craig? Sorry. Nope. I think <laughs> you said, you no, I think you said it well, it was a missed opportunity for, for yeah. sure. It was something we always dreamed about. It was, um, they fucked it up. God. And I kind of respect Sting for not kind of, whatever, he just knew it. I guess he just said, he it. knew it. And, no. and by the way. No regrets on Sting. He's like, ah, I don't deserve, they don't deserve me. Don't, this is fine. There you go. And you know what? He would say those 200 people that did buy tickets, if it, if it was supposed to be thousands, it was only hundreds, they, mm. des- they deserve my time. He would say, I think that's what he would say. And, he, and that's and why you know I love what? him. He doesn't get a sign off in WrestleMania. He's going to get a sign off in uh, in probably where he belongs in Greensboro in seventeen thousand people in March uh, with the biggest house AEW's probably had domestically, other than All In. And he's going to get his due that way. And the real fans know and love him. So, there fuck you, you WWE. What, <laughs> Jess? Why'd you yeah. say that? That's terrible. That's not nice, Jess. <laughs> Uh, for audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on Ytube at our wrestling channel. On Don't watch our media. videos on YouTube. Why? Huh? Um, give us a follow on Instagram at OWB2018 or on Facebook at our wrestling podcast. Uh, for the OWP, this is Craig, Jess, and Butters signing off. Have a good one. Oh.